Guys, being Wednesday, today we shifted our focus to Cleveland on everything we're doing moving forward. You know, obviously with this team, it's one of the more historical uh, organizations, the NFL. The great history about knowing you through Paul Brown and Jim Brown and the great players and coaches that have come to that organization. We have a lot of respect for the history of the league and history of teams, and this one's no different. We started out this morning in terms of talking about the history of Cleveland and the impact they've had on the league. That being said, shifting our gear to what they're doing now, obviously it all starts right now with how they're putting this team together. They're very, very talented. They're very explosive. I think all three sides of the ball are firing and working with full gas. You know, Kevin does a tremendous job right now tying together all three phases and playing complementary football. You know, obviously the offense goes through Kevin. You see a lot of his influence from previous stops in Minnesota and different coaches he's worked under. I think he's doing a really good job right now mixing it up, keeping defenses on their toes, establishing a running game, making big chunk plays down the field off the play action passes. And obviously he's really putting Baker in a situation that he can go ahead and be an athlete, you know, and be explosive making plays down the field either with his arm or his legs. You know, defensively, Joe Wood's done a great job, not too different from a lot of guys we've played so far uh, in recent weeks. You know, defensive back mentality really secures up the coverage, and then the front is very talented, so it creates a lot of plays and opportunities for tight coverage on the back end. You know, as a result of how they play up front, tied into the back end with tight coverage, has led to a lot of turnovers. This team is a strip and punch team. This team is an opportunistic team off of tips uh, for interceptions. We have to do a good job of creating separation, coming back, protecting leverage at the top of the route. Uh, it would be a tremendous challenge this week protecting and getting open. They're very good in both elements right there. And then the kicking game. Look, Preef is one of the best coaches in the league. This guy does a tremendous job. He's a game plan coach. He knows how to use multiples to go ahead and mismatch what you're doing. Uh, he's got a history of gimmicks. We've got to be very alert. They really show up on the road. If you look back to his history, not only this year in Baltimore at the opening punt of the year, but you tie back to when he was in Minnesota, whether it was in Pittsburgh, in Chicago, you know, he's going to look to go ahead and have an opportunistic play to give him some, you know, momentum and make a big play. So, again, you know, it's going to take a lot of communication from our units across the board. It's going to take a lot of physical play up front on both sides of the ball. We have to do a good job in the kicking game of covering, of covering. So whether it's Peoples-Jones back deep or Landry and a guy to have a situation, they have aggressive vertical returners who will take the most of their opportunities and make you pay. So that being said, I'll open up to any questions you guys may have. Hey, Coach, how helpful is having Freddie Kitchens this week, just given his familiarity with the Browns roster? Yeah, I don't think it's anything unique. I mean, really any team you play in the National Football League, there's familiarity with players and coaches. Uh, we're always trying to use everything we have. If Freddie's been a tremendous aid the entire season in the way he helps with game planning and scouting reports, obviously the knowledge he has of these players this week you know, has helped a little bit, but then it, the tape really confirms what he says on the front end. So, look, Freddie did a great job with these players. He knows them inside out, knows them very well. Uh, he's been very direct and honest in terms of what their strengths are and what we really have to prepare for. The tape confirms what he said, but really it's going to be not so much the knowledge from previous years, but knowing what they're doing schematically this year and our players playing this Sunday for 60 minutes. Thanks. Uh, Mary? Uh, yeah, hey, Coach, just wondering with, you know, with Miles Garrett, uh, will, will that impact your decision on, on playing Daniel, or have you already decided that Daniel is starting this game? Uh, I haven't decided either way with Daniel, so I'll go ahead and answer that right now. Uh, he came out. There's really nothing worse for the wear with the uh, previous injury. He did come out with some bumps and bruises. There's another uh, lower leg issue we're dealing with right now. We're going to go ahead and move him around and practice day, see where he's at. Uh, I'm going to give him an opportunity this week to work through practice and see how he moves and how he reacts to things. Again, if he can defend himself properly in the pocket, I've said before, and obviously that's how we've handled it, if he's not at risk beyond you know any normal game, then we'll go ahead and give him the opportunity to play. If we think that's an issue that he can't go out there and defend himself, then we'll make the de best decision for him long-term and the team as well. Uh, that being said, look, you can talk about Miles all you want, and this guy's a phenomenal talent. 
but you can't just look at one player on their team. So their entire front's very, very talented. So whether it's Miles on one side or Ovi or Claiborne, you can go ahead and pick one. You know, you've got the D tackles inside who do a great job with the pass rush and they penetrate on the run game. So to me, we've got to protect against all these guys up front. We have to handle the movement. We have to handle the blitzes that come off the edge. And these are very fast flow linebackers. So again, they all tie together. There's a tremendous amount of talent on this team. Uh, really no one person going to dictate or influence how we pick to choose any one of our players. It ties back into the individual health and the best uh, decision we can make for the team. Thank you. Tom Withers. Thank you. Hey, Coach, just wondering what your impressions are of Baker Mayfield and some of the tape you've watched him so far this year. Well, I mean, look, obviously I've watched this guy for several years. I think the thing that stands out about him above all is this guy's an elite competitor. I mean, he really is. He's a tough dude. You know his story. You know, how he went through college, had to walk on twice, earned two starting jobs. Look, it's, it's no coincidence this guy's having tremendous success in the National Football League. I love the attitude he plays with. I love the chippiness he plays with. This guy extends plays. You know, one thing he does that's really fun to watch, and you want to eliminate that fun element when you're playing him, but when he's really condensed in the pocket, you know, he finds those small seams really seep out. A lot of quarterbacks you say are mobile quarterbacks, rely on really just losing ground and gaining an edge and using their speed. I think this guy does a great job of playing freeze tag in a phone booth and coming out the winner. And he really squeaks his way out, extends the play, and he can either run the ball vertically or throw it down the field. So, look, this guy's a tremendous competitor. He's got a strong arm. I mean, that's not a question. He can make every throw. He really ties into the bootlegs and the play actions off the uh, run game they have. I mean, look, with Chubb and Hunt, I mean, these are two of the elite backs in the league right there. So you put those three together, Chubb, Hunt, you know, and then Baker. I mean, the three of them really complement each other across the board. They've got a very good offensive line, and they got a great receiving core. This is a very talented group. With Daniel, we saw him limping a little bit on his other leg. Um, is that the other lower leg issue you're talking about? It is, Paul. It is. And, uh, and that was part of you know, the thing that we noticed at the end of the game last game. To be honest with you, that was part of the communication, not through any negligence on our part. But again, I've told you about Daniel. He's a tough, tough competitor. Uh, he's not going to be very early to tell you that he just has a boo-boo. Um, this guy, you know, it takes something serious for him to kind of open up and give information about what's going on. And you've got to really see it with your eyes. So we obviously noticed it, you know, the other day. Um, we got Colt in the game. We'll see how he moves in practice. We'll see how this progresses throughout the week. Um, I could tell you that he's optimistic, but I'm going to tell you right now, if his left arm was, you know, attached by a rubber band, he would tell us he'd figure out a way to get it done. So we'll have to see him through practice this week. Are you going to have to uh, monitor the, the snaps with him and Colt, you know, kind of get Colt even more up to speed with snaps? We do that anyway, Paul. I think uh, today will tell us a big part of the story. So we're going to go today and practice. be half of that fundamental deal we do where it's about 50-minute practice, in pads hitting, full speed, moving around, competitive. And then we'll drop the pads off and we'll finish with really more of a walkthrough install to make sure we get some extra plays and take a little bit off our guys' legs this time of the year right there. So we'll kind of get the best of both worlds. We should get a good glimpse of Daniel today in terms of how he's progressed. And then tomorrow will be a big day for him as well. Thank you. Matt Leonard. Joe, every team's offense has, like, clear top players you're trying to get the ball to. But, you know, think of, like, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Everybody knows he's throwing to them, but they still make it happen. You know, as a, as a coach, what's the key to getting the ball to your best weapons on offense, even when the other team knows that it's coming? Well, it's a lot easier said than done. You know, I think there's a different, some different ways you can do it based on who those players are. It's obviously easier to get to a running back where you can just turn and hand it. When you're talking about receivers in space, Pat, it's going to have a lot to do with making the best decision. If they're double covering somebody, you know, normally that's not the best avenue to go to, and that's why you have to have trust in your other players. Depending on the coverage they're playing or how they're matching in that game, you've got to go ahead and make sure you can adjust your game plan and get the ball spread out. One thing I think we've done a very good job of this year is Daniel's really spread the ball accordingly throughout the game. 
we've had a lot of guys with production. It hasn't really been top-heavy with one guy or another. And that's something we really want to be as an offense. We talk about balance. Balance to me is being able to run and pass when you have to, okay, and when you want to. And then also balance in the pass game to me is mixing around the receivers, not letting someone key in on one focal guy. Um, look, obviously everyone wants to get the ball to certain guys by certain play calls, Pat. But if they go out there and they do something to take them away, then you've got to go ahead and go to your next option to make sure they can make a play as well. Hey, Joe. Uh, obviously, you weren't with uh, either of these teams a couple of years ago, but what was your perspective on the big trade uh, that sent Odell there and uh, brought, brought Peppers here and, and Kevin, too, uh, a couple of draft picks? Uh, you know, what, what did you think of it at that time? It, it probably created quite a few waves throughout the league, I would think. You know, look, it's, it's tough to really make an assessment when you're not inside the building at the time of what's going on. I'd say this. I'm very happy Peppers is here with us and Zeitler as well. I mean, look, I'm really glad those guys are part of our team, uh, that that was able to happen, that we have them here. Um, look, I've only know Odell through working him out, coming out of college and playing against him within the league. That's all I could talk to you about. I know he's a fiercely talented guy, very competitive guy. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him as a player. I don't know all the inner workings that happened in the building, to be honest with you, when, since I've taken this job. That's something that's been in the past. I haven't dwelled a lot on that part of it. We've really looked forward with everything we've been doing. Uh, I know he's a tremendous player in this league. He's a great talent. You don't want to see anybody hurt, okay? So I hope he does get healthy and go out there and compete again. And where is uh, where's Blake uh, coming off his injury last week? You know, I think like everyone, he's got a little bit of bumps and bruises. Um, you know, coming out of the game, I think it's all positive. You know, he should be out there with no restrictions today in practice. Last one here, Hey, Joe, I just wanted to be clear with Daniel now. Is the other injury the bigger concern this week? Is it the hamstring or the bolts? Like, how are you how you're evaluating that? Yeah, actually, we're evaluating both, Dan. So I want to make sure that the hamstring from last week, see how that came out. Again, we haven't really moved him around yet since that. We want to see if there's a wear and tear, any kind of fatigue that's going to set him back. And as well as the other one, like anybody else dealing with some things right now, we have to evaluate where he is with that as well. So we're evaluating both. We're evaluating both equally. I wouldn't say one's more of a concern than the other right now, Dan. Um, but we got to look and see how he moves throughout the week. And then one thing you said a couple times since the game that there was you maybe would have played called situationally. I don't know if that's a game plan thing you can't share. But like, what do you mean by that in terms of playing? You don't usually play a quarterback situationally, so I just wasn't sure what you meant by that. Well, I mean, I have no problem with doing that, to be honest with you. If there's a package that could help us with anybody on this team, I have no problem rolling guys through and doing whatever's best for the team. So in terms of situationally with Colt, we always have a package for him, and that goes into whether or not he has to come in by need or just by game plan to have a wrinkle and change it up. Again, uh, I always take the attitude, if you're at the game, be ready to play. If they're at the game, have something for them to do. So that, to me, is all positions. That includes the quarterbacks. Obviously, you normally play one quarterback. But that being said, I'm not shy to go ahead and have a package for another quarterback at the game like Colt if there's something we think he could bring a little bit differently that may help us with the game plan.